Can you believe a grown man was texting me like a teenager today? Dude, and you have receipts? I got screenshots. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Welcome to So Taco. Two side hustles in a microphone. With So Bonita and Taco Gear. Uh, yeah, he was. Let's just start on this right away. I won't name names and I won't get in details, but today, a grown man, I'm 35 years old, but a man even older than that, was texting me behaving like a teenager. I don't want to say like a teenage boy or girl, just a teenager in general. What I, you guys out there listening, one of the things that we have to do as side hustlers, as entrepreneurs, is learn how to manage people and learn how to... How to control our own reactions to things, right? Because we don't have control. What do you say about, like, Elena, what do you say about, like, control and, like... I'm not responsible how you feel, like, how you react to... The other person. Yeah, I'm talking about the other person. I'm not responsible for that. I mean, if I make you feel bad, then, of course, I I apologize and and you've made it... Brought it to my attention, but I'm not responsible for. Outside of that, you're not responsible yeah, for what. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. So, to make a long story short, we've both, you and I, um, learned how to deal with like difficult people. And today, this guy was difficult. And it yeah. wasn't. This isn't even a customer we're talking about, you guys. We're not even talking about a customer. We're talking about just in general with business. Well, you know, and it's funny because like you and I both have full time jobs, and I'm sure like a lot of people listen to this. And so sometimes you have to carry in what you practice, what you preach on your business to your like professional job, right? Because when I get heated about something when it comes to my business, or or I'm interpreting something the wrong way, I get real emotional, and I have to have. You kind of like, hey, calm down. I don't think that's what they meant or whatever. And so. Yeah. And I know for everyone listening, we're not very getting specific. So this all sounds extremely broad. But just know that today I was dealing with a difficult person at my day job. Uh, and if you don't know what my day job is, it I'm the creative director at a web development agency. We do websites, apps. So again, I get to be creative all day. This dude was sending me passive aggressive text messages. See, and I don't understand like passive aggressive. I, I don't get that either. Like, like just just come out with it. Who has time for that? I so, don't. I can't read between the lines. I can't read your mind. Tell me what the hell you think, or like get on with it. Let's let's. We're both adults. Right. Let's talk about it. So, I want to say basically, I think I think what I'm good at now, and I think you're good at this too. No matter how heated you may get, because we're all humans, you get upset. You you get like people upset you, but then like what I like to do is recognize I am not going to let this person affect me. Right. This conversation yeah. should not affect me because in a way, if it does, then then in a way they win. If they're upsetting me, where I'm thinking about this for hours and hours and days and days, like that that's horrible. I should right. I shouldn't do that. I know that we're talking about this now at six p.m. Uh, we're recording this at six p.m. on a Tuesday to upload later this week you should be hearing this late thursday night or friday but i am i finally like today today was a great example i recognize that that this dude was not going to this isn't someone that you can have a a cordial conversation with meaning that there's no there's no end to whatever you respond he's going to find a way to create a response again like to you to that Whatever it doesn't matter. There's what no is. discussion. That's 
that. No. So so when I immediately recognize that, there's two ways to, to, to deal with it. And they're both they're both fine. You either say, okay, like in today's case, clearly you're upset about XYZ. This conversation's gonna go nowhere. Have a good day. Right. That's how I that's mentally, that's how I was gonna respond. Then he responded with something else that just made me go like, okay, dude, like forget it. Never mind. Yeah. This isn't a pissing contest or any of that. This that's not what this conversation was about. But clearly this guy's got some issues. Well, sometimes I think you have to just walk away. And I think that anybody that's listening, when you're dealing with an angry customer or somebody who's just being shitty to you, you it's fine to just say, you know what? I'm done with this conversation. It's not going anywhere. I'm I'm leaving. I'm not tolerating this bullshit. Right. You know, and that's okay. And I don't think it makes anybody a bigger person or a smaller person or anything like that. Because I think when you recognize, like, I'm not, I can't get through to you. Obviously, you're not going to listen to me or what I'm saying or my point of view. This conversation is done. So to end this, basically, um, this guy, the, the, the response that he gave me, that what I, what I had planned in my head wasn't w- wouldn't have worked because he's just trying to bait me into further arguing with him through text messages. Yeah, he's just poking the bear. So there's there's kind of a and I wasn't even upset. So the the, <laughs> the best response to to his somewhat egotistical out of line mess rant, rant um, rather than me going back at him with my points. Yeah, I literally just texted. I responded with. Okay, period. That was it. Yeah. That was it. So in my opinion, like that's either going to like um, he knows like I'm done and he can take that however he wants to take it. I'm okay with that. If he thinks he wins the conversation, that's fine. Yeah. Or maybe later he's driving him crazy like, wait, what do you mean? What did, what did he just? Okay. What do you mean? Okay. Trust me that like it, it was it was a, it was kind of a like a trolling. Okay. Anyway. We're five minutes into this already, and we talked about that. But but that's the thing about this podcast. Like, I literally just got home, and I'm it's like, fresh. And I'm like, can yeah. you believe this, dude? Because I was sending you screenshots of of this quote unquote businessman who was just upset over nothing. Anyway, um, hi guys, welcome to another episode of So Taco. Today we're talking about me being a magician. Um, do you have like a sound effect like a ding-a-ding? I don't like, at this like time. A, like a like a uh, a glittery sound effect, you know, like a maybe like, like a, a like a poof. Yeah, like a poof. Yeah, you should. Okay, add how that about over. okay? Maybe I don't even have to do anything fancy. <laughs> maybe it's just like here, watch, watch, watch. Like get your phone and get a, put a sound effect. <laughs> I'm not, I used to have a um, I used to be a magician. There you, you go. go. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, I just disappeared, you guys. Well, and a lot oh, of people don't know it. that. No, I know. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like you have that in your bio anywhere. Like, I used former to. magician, I, I, former, yeah, the, uh, retired. Right. You were t- you you mentioned this, Elena, in the last episode that we did. So Why did we mention that? I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't remember anymore. But we, um, man, I say but a lot. Gerald, stop saying but. Oh, okay, okay. I don't want. I don't want to digress. But guys, we got some. Uh, we got some messages from you all on Anchor, and I'm gonna try and slip them in. This, oh my god, that's uh, so funny. Weddle was like nonstop. Messaging. Yeah, it's the same person. <laughs> it's the same person. But he left us like three multiple messages, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm going to throw a few of his. Uh, uh, throw. We're going to throw a few of his messages in. 
But so leave us a message, though. If you're listening to us on Anchor. Mm-hmm. Anchor is some, the podcast that leave we... Leave us a message. Yeah. You know, you know this is... And this we'll is, respond. Totally. We responded to him and the other two guys yeah. that left a message. Um, Anchor's good to mention. And the reason we're mentioning this because Weddle, our good friend, he was like... He was complaining about the, the app on iOS devices. And I, I admit, like, it could be better. Oh, okay. Finding current episodes available, like it, it could be a lot better. So if you guys are listening to, I mean, if you're listening on iOS and you're frustrated with the Apple podcasting app, try Anchor. Download Anchor uh, in the App Store and you can find Sotaco on there. You can you can listen to episodes, in my opinion, a little bit easier. You can find a whole bunch of other cool episodes. There's a, there's a whole dad's dad's. Dad jokes podcast. Is there really? I was playing some for you. I don't night. remember. Each ep- each episode is oh, literally. We were in bed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah each yeah. episode is literally the length of one joke. So <laughs> it's like there's a ton of episodes, <laughs> and the jokes are like eight seconds. They're not even that long. It's That's pretty funny. So funny. Anyway, yeah, you guys can check out that. Oh, you can also leave this. A little clapping. You can leave an, an applause, and the moment that you press the applause button on the Anchor app when you're listening to any. Um, podcast that's the moment that the person would listen to that's the moment that your clap is heard uh, on the podcast uh-huh not necessarily and not just to us like the pot the whole podcast in general whoever's listening yeah here's oh, it. Wow. someone clapped at that moment now it sounds cool but until you don't know what it is it, it could you be a little annoying was, yeah. when you just hear nothing but claps everywhere that's funny so anyway you guys so that's that's um okay so we wanted to talk about being a magician only because uh, I no longer am, uh, but it used to be. Uh, th- th- there's a lot, there are a lot of good things that came from that whole experience that I think are related to uh, side hustling and entrepreneurship yeah. and, and all that stuff. And there's a whole lot of other things too, right. like personal growth. Um, but I just thought it might be interesting to talk to the audience, you guys, about about that. And I kind of want, rather than ramble on, I kind of want to learn it if you can dear sweetheart to ask me some questions that i could kick off conversations with to our audience about okay. what what the hell i was doing doing magic so okay fire away so um they could be as simple as like how'd you start and then like it doesn't matter well about being a magician sure okay a lot of people don't know that you were a magician right you know um, and I think when you when you say that to people that you've just met, they're kind of like, what? What? That's so cool. Because magic is an art form in itself, right? And um, I think as a creative person, how do you intertwine what you learned with magic into your current business? That's a great question, Elena. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. So off the cuff. Sort of Innovating. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Big time. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know how you would... Does being a magician or formerly have being a magician help you be more creative? Kind of is what you're asking me. Is that what I heard? No, but... <laughs> Okay, let me let me rephrase. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Let me rephrase. I think a lot of people can relate to you in the sense that they were once they were once something and now they're something else, right? Like I was once a baker and now I'm so bonita. 
you were once a magician and now you're taco gear. So I think a lot of people have a former either hobby, art, um, creative outlet that that is a stepping stone. So I think magic was a stepping stone to you because you've always been creative, right? Right, I mean, right. So, and you learn things because you had to, guys, he wasn't just like a magician like at a bar. Like you planned shows, did marketing, collected money, right. made tickets, promoted, invited. So speak on that. I mean, it was all that. And so how do you think that that, the business aspect of it, it kind of carried over into taco gear? Yeah. And and here's here's a way I can explain it. So you know how, um, you know how we say like, like we, we release an item. You, so Bonita, or me, taco gear, release, release an item, a new shirt, a new product, whatever it is. It's not just releasing it and leaving it alone. That's it, right? You and I, we can agree here in front of everyone also that we we can do a better job of promoting ourselves. Right. We, there's always room for improvement and we recognize that. Mm -hmm. There's more ways I want to, trying to avoid releasing a new design, letting it, letting the market speak on it and then giving and then leaving it alone. Yeah. I'd like to market. I'd like to do more things to push those. That's something that I've always realized that we need a little more. We need to get a little better on. So it's the same thing with like the shows like you're saying. And I'll try and I'll try and like I'll try and group this into as little of a story as possible. But long story short, I I uh, I was shown a magic trick. This isn't like a man. I'm so jealous of the magicians out there. They're like, oh, my grandfather took me to a magic store and he bought he bought me my first magic set. And yeah. Like there's it, it's such a romantic story about yeah. like how they started. And but it's probably even fake. Gerald, no, they're probably, they're probably like just saying that so that you can think it's romantic. And they all started <laughs> like you did. No, I, I don't think so. Because there's like videotapes of them doing <laughs> like and then I, I was performing for my for my family in the living room. Like there's little, like tapes like, of them and shit. So mm. for me, uh, my my punk ass cousin, <laughs> little cousin at the time, still little. I think I was uh, I was 15 or 16. And um, he had just come back from Vegas. He showed me. He showed me a magic trick. He wouldn't tell me how to do it. It was driving me insane. So I had to figure out and learn how to. That's when the internet was just coming around, right? The internet was just coming around <coughs> back in the AOL days. I had to look up how to do it. And then I figured out, I found out how to do it. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. There, When you find out how to do when you when you're searching for the answer to what, what blows your mind. If, if you've ever seen a really good magic trick and it just blows your mind. And you just, you just cannot comprehend or understand how that was done. That's because you have not been exposed to the dark side of disappointment <laughs> that comes with you finding out how those things are done. And I'm not saying that it's a simple little... It's, I'm not saying that it's just like, oh, that's it? Sometimes, yes. That's such an asshole thing to say, though. What do you mean? Like when somebody, when for somebody oh, to it? think, oh, that's it. Right. That's I know. such an asshole thing. Well, to you're think. about because, to. Because I'm coming from like the magician's wife perspective. Like. That should be a book. Like, dude, he fucking practiced that for days. So it's not just it. <laughs> for days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, no, anyway, I, I'm I sorry. Know. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but, I got Like you. I get real heated about that. Like, oh, you painted, you know that 30 by 30 art piece oh that's it like really or well, those you know? aren't the people that, that 
I mean, that's not your audience. I got it. Yeah, got yeah. It. Or okay. just that that, that, it just, that painter. It just, it's insulting. That that's painter does I'm not saying. want to sell that painting to that person. Right. I get it. That's not who that painting. Okay. For. I'm sorry. I calm down. I inter- I get real hot. I get real hot about that. I understand. I, yeah. I, clearly, I get, I get. You get red faced emoji. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Sorry. Before this is a 82 minute podcast. <laughs> so, so I learned how to do it. And yeah, okay, it's cool. Some guys get bit by the magic bug and they just can't stop. That I don't think that actually didn't happen to me. What happened to me was I I, I left it alone for a while, and then I, I came across some stuff online again just one time, and and I. It, it's just when magic tricks were starting to get well produced, as far as like a trailer, a mm. teaser trailer for yeah. what the effect was, and then I'm like, oh, plenty of those. I know I used to show you a lot, and then you get. So, so for an example, I think at this time I was 17 and I got, I saw, I saw an advertisement and it was a badass video and I'm like, oh, I got to learn how to do that. There's no way. Uh, like, what's the secret to that? And then I, I got it at home. It was a DVD at the time. I put it in and I was literally like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's how you do it. And I'm like, that's looks hard. <laughs> like, that looks really difficult. Um, it doesn't look as cool as like, I'm like, oh, I have to be literally like in my head. I'm like, okay, so you can only do it from this angle and people can't be standing on this side of you and like all this stuff. Yeah, you're dissecting it. So I'm like, that fucking sucks. Because again, like you're looking for this early on, this uh, magic like answer. This answer. To a magic trick. Yeah. Yeah, Like like press this button and this stuff will happen. Yeah. Uh, And that's not the case. So I remember, um... At this point, as I was, I think the trick was like 20 bucks. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I guess I'll play with this or fig, try and figure this out. So I was practicing and doing what I practiced for like, I think I practiced straight for like five hours in my room. And uh, then I was like, okay, let me go show my mom because that's what all magicians do. Of course. <laughs> so yeah. I walked out, I walked out in the living room and I was, I don't even think I told her I bought the trick, but I said, hey, mom, look, at, look, watch, watch this, watch this coin. It was a coin trick. And uh, just a regular coin. This was purely sleight of hand that had to be done. And I did it. And my mom, my poor mom, like she comes home from work and then she gets really tired and uh, like, you know, does the mom thing. And and uh, she was sitting down at the time and I did this. And she like was kind of like, how'd you, whoa, like, how'd you do that? And then I, and then me, I'm like, okay, I've been, I've been seeing how I do this stupid thing for five hours. And then I show it to somebody else. Um, and then they're like, oh, whoa, how'd you do that? And then I'm like, whoa, really? You like you like that? Like you don't know how I did that? <laughs> like it's not it's not clear to you how I did that because apparently it wasn't fucking clear to me either, and I spent twenty dollars. Um, so I, I I think that that reaction was like, oh, okay. So if I practice this thing long enough, like what else is, is there out there? So rather than going down this rabbit hole of purchasing like one off trick after mm-hmm. trick, I was trying to find out like what are the classic books. Because uh, I got to be honest with you, there's. There's, I mean, David Blaine was coming around um, at that time, and there's a part of me that was like, that's the what I want to do. That dude, I want to be like that, that guy. And the things that he was doing were sold on the market after a while, but there was all there's all these classic books that that he also learned from. Now he's not necessarily performing on the show. He's not performing things he learned from that book, but there are a lot of magicians that hold those books as like not necessarily Bibles, but like these are. These yeah. are great books to learn yeah. fundamentals, to learn this, to learn that. And I wasn't very patient at the time for that. But I um, I forced myself to be. 
So fast forward to a whole year of just learning all these different types of things and doing them for friends and family. Years and years and years. Now I'm of drinking age. So now I go out to bars where I'm hanging out with friends and my pockets are loaded with coins and cards and all kinds of things. And I had this routine, you know, Elena, where I would swallow beads and then push them out of my eyeballs. Were like, you impressing the girls? All the time. <laughs> All the time, <laughs> not really, but um, no, m- more the guys. The guys are like, whoa, girls really don't give a shit. Uh, maybe they do. I don't know. So, I was doing that stuff at bars, and then I was, and then I was like, hey, let me, maybe I could do a show. So I remember my first show, my first, my very first show that I had did was um, I I worked at a medical practice for nine years, if you guys didn't know that, before I got into this whole creative world. And one of the pharmaceutical reps, uh, Andrew, my groomsman, either him or his wife at the time, Misty, uh, Andrew sold medical supplies. Either way, they knew, because we would go out, they knew I did magic tricks, and I'm like, I want to do a show, I want to do a show. So I rented out, and I think they rented it out for me, or I did, shit, I don't remember. Somebody help me. I rented out, a um at the embassy suites mm-hmm. i've never told you this right you have told me this. i rented I out at the embassy suites uh which is a hotel here like one of their boardrooms or whatever and uh i think it, i think it fit like 50 people or something like that i sold tick oh it was free i think it was free i invited friends and family and that's basically who came and um i booked it and i announced it to them and i was so fucking nervous and what I read at the time was, um, here's the thing, before that realization, I knew, okay, I'm not the kind of magician that's going to do rabbits and hats. I'm not going to have big props. I'm not going to be on stage doing these big prop acts or any of that stuff. Uh, I'm not going to take myself too seriously, and I'm not going to be silly. I'm Literally, the way I'm talking now is exactly how I would perform, and a lot of the tricks that I was doing had to play on stage without big props, so it took me more into the whole mind magic portion of whatever and which is called mentalism so there were some classic books on mentalism that i was reading and i'm like okay bookmarking all this and i'm like okay okay i gotta so i put a routine together in two months (laughs) practiced all these things didn't know what i was doing and uh i i i'm glad there's not footage of it out there but there but i i was i was um some of the things were good but what I uh, I think what helped me out a lot is um, kind of like the my persona, which is really just me, but me me up there talking like this, being straight up with people. This is what we're doing, um, and I know it kind of sounds boring right now, but that that's how I kind of started. And then after that, I'm like, well, maybe people can, maybe I could sell tickets. We have a local theater, the Harbor Playhouse here. I think I rented out their small stage, which has a seating for 100 people. I rented that out three times. Yeah, three times. Uh, like two shows a year, and then last year there was just one. But I rented that out. I sold tickets. And the way I sold tickets was I would go to bars um, where I was already going, and I would do magic tricks, and then I would tell everybody, I've got this show coming up. Like, I have this show. This is when it is. Come. Like, come. And then I would, after the first show, um, then, you know, you have stuff to promote for the second show, and then online and all that stuff. But, yeah, I was making my own flyers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was designing my own flyers. I was putting together my own um, routines. There, uh, I was learning how to manage people. A, a lot of what I was doing, and a lot of what a lot of magicians do, there's a lot of uh, people management, audience management, 
when you're up there, you are the performer, but you have people on stage that are assisting you, meaning the spectators, and I'm doing tricks for them that are playing to the entire audience for their mind or for this or that or yeah. predictions and mind reading and all that stuff. Uh, but there's a lot that goes into that. I think uh, I think I told you one time, like it, it's almost like, like you have spidey senses. You're yeah. on stage and you're completely, and this wasn't until like halfway after I was learning everything, you're completely into... Like you, you know everything happening around you. You can hear conversations that you shouldn't. Like, yeah, I'm, your senses are right. I'm talking to you, but I can literally hear the person four feet away having yeah. a conversation with the audience member next to them. And if they say something that I can play on, um, then I'm going to use that. And, yeah. and there's so many times where I was like, "Holy shit!" I can hear what they said. Oh shit! They said that. Okay, now I'm going to play that into what and yeah. make the reveal of this trick so much more better. But again hustling back then with flyers selling tickets yeah. promoting yourself doing that and then our good friend belinda trevino um decided to be like my manager mm-hmm. and she was booking me at different things too we did this thing called dinner and deception and we did that at how many places like three places i don't even remember i think it was three dinner and deception which was at a place that where you had a nice meal and then after that you had um you had me perform a full stage show about an hour hour long and um, on one of those, I performed. I um, I had it on April Fool's, two thousand eleven, right? Yeah. Two thousand and eleven, and I proposed to the woman sitting in front of me recording this podcast <laughs> on April Fool's. I proposed to her on stage. Yes, it was such a sweet moment. It was pretty sweet. It, it was, was really special. Yeah. So, I guess that was a rant about me being a magician, and I can completely talk for hours and hours and hours about it. Clearly. Yeah. I learned a lot, though. You know, do you think, like, somebody asked me, you know, about my cupcake business, if I if I saw it as a failure, like, because I'm not doing it anymore. And do you think, I, and I said no, because I felt like I, I didn't manage it right, because I was overworked. And, um, but I recognized that it was the right thing for me to do. For my for myself, you know, for my sanity. Do you feel like magic? Not so much a failure because I think it was such an integral part of your life. I mean, prior to us, also, right? Um, I think it gave you a boost of confidence because not many people, Gerald, can stand in front of a stage and talk to a hundred people or or an intimate dinner setting and and perform magic tricks much less talk you know it takes a it takes a confident person to do that do you think that magic in a sense has made you the person who you are yeah i um i i do and i didn't even talk about any of that it the person i was okay the person i was before i started magic was a lot more shy i'm not like this completely outgoing person now no, but you're easy to talk to. I think you're you're the type of person like everyone likes you. Not everyone. Well, except for the guy that was texting you today. But <laughs> well, everyone likes well. you. You're super approachable. You're witty. You come up with one liners all the time and you're funny. And I mean, I think you're the type of person that can go into a room and like make friends with a rock. Like that's just who you are. I have resting bitch face. Sometimes I think I'm unapproachable because of the my bitch face, but um you know, I'm I'm me, and like, yeah, what you see is what you get. But like with you, I think you're it's a, you're a little bit more easygoing, 
Yeah. And that has to be it, I'm sure it did a come result from, of magic. I'm sure it did come from that. Or and, being a performer. Right. And listening to what you, what you just said, I was realizing, um, not to name names, like, yeah, I can't, I can talk to anyone. I can have a conversation with any kind of human being. It right. does not matter what kind of person. I can have a conversation with yeah. you. Find a, I can find a way. Right. But what I noticed this past weekend, um, when I was, oh, we we to, just to digress. If you guys out there listening, if you if you watched uh, Master Chef season nine or ten, shit, I don't remember. I don't know nine. But I nine. think it was nine. Okay, with uh, Cesar Cano from Houston, Texas. From Houston, Texas. Finalist. Finalist. Yeah, I think he. I think on screen it looks like he got second place. He should have gotten first in my opinion. Um, but yeah, one of the top three finalists. He was uh, he was in our hometown. He did a taco pop up with our friends, um, the Comida, Comida Radio. Mm-hmm. At Comida Radio is their Instagram. He did a taco pop up. His um, Instagram handle we'll leave it in the show notes. It's Takasan, T A Q U E underscore S O N. He was here. Uh, we we hung out for a long time thanks to Comida Radio. He came over to our house. We had brunch. Super interesting. But I was hanging out with them, and um, there were some. People who I know and I've seen and I'm standing next to them, not saying a word. And I'm realizing, yeah, if I don't have anything to say to you, like, I'm not going to make it up. And I'm not because what is that? That's small talk. And I fucking hate small talk. (laughs) If I don't have anything interesting to say to you, that's fine. But I feel like a a comfort in the presence of not speaking. Oh, right, right. Like, I'm not uncomfortable standing next to someone and not saying anything. Yeah. Because yeah, and some people aren't. Yeah, I'm not, dude. I'll stand right next to you. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. But I think I, I think that I think that kind of for me, I think that comes from what you're saying about magic. Because think about this, Elena. Like I had to walk up to complete strangers. I know. There's nothing more weird or walking up to a complete stranger. Uh, clear example, I guess. The less creepy example with a deck of cards in my hand. Yeah. And saying, "Do you want to see something?" Or can. The things I would say is, can I show you something? Do you want to see something? Hi, my name is Gerald. Um, but most of the time, it was just like, can I show you guys something? Yeah. Uh, and it's so direct because here's what would always happen: you have the you have a guy and a girl, right? And can I show you something? Either the guy, yeah. either he he immediately puts up his macho wall, and is is just blocking you right. with like, ah, no, 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 we won't see anything. We won't see anything. Okay, and then go to the next people, or sure. And they say, sure, like, sure. Like, they feel sorry for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do it, and and it's like, oh, he's not this balloon. He's not a character drawing dude at the restaurant, or he's not like, he's just normal. He's just showing me some cool stuff. And I'm not a jerk. I'm not a dick. I don't make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not doing rude, crude stuff with you. I'm not flirting with your girlfriend, with your wife. I'm not being inappropriate. Um, it's really hard to walk up to people. So after forcing yourself to do, I wish I remembered the first person that I walked up to and said, "Can I, first complete fucking stranger that I walked up to and said, can I show you something? I wish I remember who that was, but I don't. Probably because I blocked it out. Why are you laughing? Do you remember when you went up to the cop? Oh my <laughs> God. You guys, I think Elena almost got me arrested. But I was, I was, I wasn't even, look, we do not, we do not condone, condone drunk driving or any of that stuff, but. At all. At all. Let's just say I had to go to the convenience store and I was very inebriated. I think you No, were, I don't think we were inebriated. We had just been drinking. It wasn't, we weren't drunk driving. We weren't drunk. We were just tired. We were tired and we had a few drinks. Anyway, there's a, there's a routine that I have. Like when I would go out, I had a deck of cards in my pocket. Always. I had some coins in my fifth pocket of my jean. 
I had some rubber bands around my wrist Always. and maybe a few other things I cannot mention. Um, but the the rubber bands, there's a rubber band routine. That is I like a, how you say I can't talk about it because it's still like a code of ethics of like secrecy. Like like nobody gives a shit if you like say what you had in your pocket. But you're like, no, yeah, I, they- I can't tell you. I can't <laughs> tell anybody. It's like we ha- you haven't done magic in like eight years, but it's like uh, I'm not. It has not been eight years. Okay, but like, like you're like I, I I respect the code. I do. Number <laughs> I get it. number I get one, it. I respect it, but also I don't want to ruin shit for the for them for you. I get it. I get it. Because I miss being like amazed and wowed. I know. I really miss that. So, and sometimes it still happens, but it's never going to happen the way it used to before you yeah. learned magic. Um, now what wows me is when I watch magic being performed to children and seeing yeah, them. Yeah, that's the best. Seeing them. that That's, that's the magic. The, best, the only yeah. magical moments I have left in my life. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I have these rubber bands around my wrist and, I'm, and and there's this cop outside of the convenience store. And I, at the and time... he's like looking for something. He's I, on, he, I'm not realizing that he's looking for something, but he's looking for... Like he dropped something and he can't find out... And, we can't figure out where it is. All we see is like this white van, cop van. <laughs> Park the paddy but, wagon. Yeah, yeah, and he's like on the grass of the convenience store. Look, his head is down. Like he's he's scouring the area for something, like looking for something. I don't even know if scouring is a word, but um, he obviously he dropped something. And I was like, dude, go go see if he wants to see a trick. We just pulled up <laughs> in the space, and then I was about to go inside the store for I don't remember what. And then you say that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably in my mid early twenties. And uh, yeah, I walked up to him, you guys, and I was like, I was like, hey, can I show you something? <laughs> and um, he, he just never even looked up to me, at me. But that, yeah, that was kind of weird. What did he say? He's like, no, not right now. No, 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 no. He probably dropped the keys to like. He probably dropped his gun. <laughs> his gun's on the floor somewhere. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he had he looked up at you, he would have been like, um. <laughs> so, okay. So your question, like, do I. You were talking about it being not necessarily being, it being a failure, but I, I you just grow. Like for me, if you, if the reason I don't do magic anymore is I got really into design. Yeah. And design became my career. Right. And that's before Taco so Gear even evolved. started. Your, your creativity's evolved. It's evolved, and I found myself loving design more. Yeah. And wanting that to grow, versus trying to balance two things and in a, in a little bit of a way and i told you this not too long ago i don't think i hadn't told you this till a week or two ago whenever i told you i wasn't it wasn't that i wasn't enjoying magic anymore i was just in in a way i couldn't take myself seriously anymore and honestly going out all the time or at the time when we were going out quite often before we had these side hustles that keep us really busy i always felt like i had to be on yeah. And that doesn't mean like I couldn't talk to them as real people. I just meant, oh, we're going out with them tonight. Okay, well, I got to get my, I got to yeah. bring my cards. I got to bring this, that, and the other and just be ready. I got to be at the ready in case anyone asks for anything. Right. And then it becomes like, um, like just you're like a performer. Like I always have to be on. And, and I didn't like that. And then I was thinking like, then you have, you know, these ideas in your head like, okay, am I just the guy, like in this group, am I just the guy who does magic? Yeah. Like if I didn't have that, what the fuck would I be in this group? Right. So when I stopped, slowly stopped doing it and performing out in public when we would go out with friends, um, at the beginning it was a little weird mm-hmm. because I'm, and it wasn't because like, well, what do I talk about? <laughs> you know, it wasn't that I was just talking about magic every time, but but um, anyway, I evolved. Now, would I ever do it again? Absolutely. I'm pretty rusty right now with my sleight of hand and 
from the deck of cards, there's some things I can still do. Um, I would love to, there's a, there's Jimmy Wilden, local singer songwriter here, also a filmmaker. He's been dying to produce a show for me, um, sometime. And we've talked about this. We talked about this like four years ago. Yeah. So I think, uh, if I ever come back, I'll do it with him, but it's gotta be like, I already have it in my head. You the things I would want to do. did a magic trick somewhere. Where were we? It was a simple one. And somebody was like, oh my God, where what? were we? Was it the Viennese thing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who was it too? Who were you doing it for? To Elias, Jason's son. Oh, that's right. A kid, of course. And he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they love anything. But yeah. And, and, and see, and this is a thing. This is part of like adapting to yeah. your surroundings. Um, there's a routine I would do with cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And um, you did it with a crayon. I did it with crayons because he was coloring and he had a bunch of crayons there and crayons same size as a cigarette. So I I did some stuff. And of course, he, yeah, he thought it was funny. Anyway, yeah, that's the last time recently I did a trick. So, yeah, I mean, we have a friend of ours that still calls you Brujo because you scared the shit out of him with oh, one trick. Oh, yeah, Leo. Yeah. Leo Hernandez, good friend of mine. Calls you Brujo. And he still calls you Brujo. You know, Leo's day. one of those friends that I, I only see like once a year now. Yeah. Um, but I wish I saw more, but I'm just busy. Well, our, our he's lives got are a different. family too. Our lives are just different. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys where you, where every when you see him once a year, you just pick up where it's you fine. left off. Like yeah. it's fine. he's not one. No, of, he understands that, and he goes to everything that we do, also. Which is very appreciated. Yeah, he's super yeah. supportive of Thank all of us. Thank you, Leo and Leslie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn. And Vaughn and <laughs> baby on the way. Yeah, and baby on the way. Do you think it's going to be a boy or a girl? Do they know? Do they know? I don't know. Should we name them now? Should we just give them a name? Uh, if the son's name's Vaughn. After uh, I think he named him after the pitcher in Major League. It wasn't uh, after Sheen, Stevie Ray. Oh yeah, it was. I'm in my head. I was like, <laughs> I think that's what I had told him, and I get, obviously it stuck. You named him after the pitcher in Major League. <laughs> Charlie Sheen? No. He's like no fool. No, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughn. Okay. Anyway, you have any other questions about magic for me? No, I think um, that explains a lot. It helped me no. grow as a person. It helped me. It it helped shape me into talking to people, being talking to all kinds of people, because you perform magic for. And then when I would get hired for corporate things, and walk yeah. around and perform corporate magic, and you did like holiday parties. You did private parties. I did a lot yeah. of private parties. I I perform. I got to perform a lot. Thankfully, yeah. people were booking me a lot, uh, which I'm thankful for. Holidays were great. Graduations were great. Yeah, birthday parties. Did a couple of baby showers. Baby showers. Yeah, that was fun. That's where we met the Floreses. I love chicken salad sandwiches. (laughs) Baby shower chicken salad sandwiches. Hell yeah. Those are the best kind. You know, and like I, I, people ask me if I miss baking and I don't. But when I bake for like my friends, you know, because I want to make them something for their birthday or something. Because I'm a damn good baker. You are a damn good baker. And so when I'm able to do something with love for just that reason um it speaks for itself and so it's kind of like what you're saying like i would totally come back to magic at the right time like you're saying that you know that you would come back to (laughs) so you're gonna come back to magic. no no i mean like you said that like you you would totally come back to magic at the right time and for the right reason because you love it right and so yeah I, i that's the way i feel about baking too like i won't do it just for anybody but I'll do it for somebody that I love and for a friend. And I have no issue with that because I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really enjoyed for that time of my life. 
And so I think it's, I think a lot of people that are listening can relate to those stepping stones that we all did prior to where we are right now. And that it's okay, that they're not failures, that they're just points in our life that we just um, grew from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. The podcast I was listening to earlier was talking about failure. Really? But everyone fails. Everyone who's been extremely successful has failed at many things. Yeah. I don't mean to go back to the, um, I think like Edison failed like fucking almost 10,000, like 10,000 times before that he finally made the light bulb. The founder of PayPal failed on some, on like two or three other startups in the startup world. They were discussing on this podcast that failure is almost like a badge of honor. Like you, if you, cause if you haven't failed at something, I mean, then you haven't learned. Exactly. Exactly. And you're going to fail at stuff and it's totally fucking fine. Right. It is totally fine. The reason that it's really difficult to failure is very scary because it it makes you feel like a failure. Well, but there's fear that goes. But, but really, where does it come from? Like, what are people going to think of me? Is that kind of like, that's where some comes from? Yeah. If we're speaking openly and honestly, like we, like we always do on this podcast, Except for the person at the beginning of the, this podcast that will remain nameless. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've i been procrastinating my ass off on launching a Kickstarter project where I designed my own. As a magician, I've collected hundreds of different types of custom designed playing cards. The cards that you use to play poker, the bicycle card company or others. You can work with them and design your own deck. And I purchased so many from different other different creators and I wanted to launch my own. The video is already shot. It's waiting to be edited. I already have the design of the deck 90% complete. I just got to fucking launch it. And uh, there's a little bit of failure, uh, like a fear of failure, but I just have to fucking do it. So if I don't do it by the end of this year, then I'll do it early next year. But that's one of the things on my on my plate. Like one of the things that I, I worry about. We were supposed to talk about a podcast that we listened to, but it's already 41 minutes, oh, almost wow, 42 minutes. Oh, that's a long time. So I think we're going to save that for another episode. You guys, by the way, the next time you hear an episode from us after this, we're going to have, um, we're going to New Orleans for a wedding. That's awesome. And we're taking our podcasting gear, not this one that you're hearing. We got some other gear for travel. We're going to take it on the road and we're going to try and record at least two we hope it works. It'll work. Okay. At least two episodes. It may not sound this great. No, it may not sound this great. So and we apologize in advance for any <laughs> shitty audio. You never used to care about that. Well, it, I'm it, apologizing in advance for both of us. And I blame Because this one sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. It sounds great. I'm, thank you. I'm, we're learning. So anyway, you guys, we're going to be recording from New Orleans. Uh, and maybe we'll at that time. Oh, yeah, we can. New Orleans is the perfect place to talk about the fucking podcast that you listen to. That scare yes. the shit out of you. We'll get into that then. Um, yes. In the spirit of side hustling and us sharing our as much information as we can with you, I want you guys to know that this on this episode, the, my laptop is right in front of me and Elena's across from me. And the reason my laptop's in front of me is it's been backing up my files since, God, it's two Saturdays ago. And okay, you guys out there listening, back up your shit <laughs> that you have on your computer. 
I have always worked on external hard drives. I've never saved any of my files, whatever they are, on the laptop or computer that I'm using. I always put them on an external drive, and my whole life is on this drive that I'm putting. I'm putting my hand on it. My whole life is on this drive. Everything I've ever designed, everything I've ever filmed is on this big-ass fucking drive. And it started failing the other, it started like, and I've got freaked out. So I am backing all my shit up on, man, I wish we got sponsors. <laughs> I was back, I'm backing all my shit up on backblaze.com. I did a lot of research on it. Backblaze.com, they do not sponsor the show, but if they're hearing us, what do you say, Elena? Sponsor. <laughs> sure, yeah. Is that what I say? I don't know. Yeah, what I that's, say. that's what you say. Anyway, backblaze.com, $5 a month, unlimited storage. It backs up your files. Just check it out. Because you don't want to fucking lose everything and be like completely heartbroken. That's but very I'll... Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City. When she, she got that shit back, shit. though. Well, I don't know. Didn't she? I don't re- no, I don't think so. No. I don't remember. Anyway, do that. All right. Um, What else should we say before getting uh, off of this podcast? Um, Anything you'd like to say, Lena? Want to add? No. No? Okay. No. I'm going to go take a hot bath. Because it's freezing here in South Texas. It's oh, like, it's 50 degrees or something like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heater's on, chimney's on. Third day in a row that you mm-hmm. like the chimney, third night. Guys, uh, remember, we have our own Instagram now, It's uh, we're, and we'll start posting more on it soon. So Taco, S-E-W-T-A-C-O. Follow us. This podcast now has its own Instagram. So follow it there. Or follow Elena at what? At So Bonita, S-E-W. And follow me at Taco Gear. And um, you have to leave us a review if you're le- if yes, you're listening to this podcast. Nice we can we can see the amount of people that listen to this podcast, and that's not how many reviews we have. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. I can, uh, I can leave see us it. a question, comment. You know, leave us a message. Ask us anything. We'll be more than happy to talk about any topic that you guys yeah. um, have in mind in regards to side hustling and or business. Mm-hmm. But leave a review and a rating. Okay, leave a review and a rating. More it, importantly. it really does it helps with the algorithm and helps push us up there and the more people that end up listening to this the more we'll do this for you guys because uh, we enjoy doing it but yeah send us an email so taco.com check it out send us a message there thank you sorry to our dog Dee Dee. for shaking <laughs> she has her collar on <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening this was a long one uh i tend to rant when i'm talking about magic elena thank you for listening to it and not falling asleep because mm-hmm. you usually usually fall asleep and talk about magic Mm -hmm. facts but i appreciate it all right guys we'll uh, talk to you in the next episode bye hasta la próxima bye everyone